I'm Kevin Jones. And I'm Chris Moore. And we've started the homos on Haunted Hill so that we can throw a party. A horror film party. <laughs> It'll be quite amusing. There'll be madmen and chainsaws and ghosts and perhaps even a few murders. You're all invited. Well, today's question is, do you think fandom can be toxic? Hmm. That's a thinker. Yeah. Bring out the big guns here for Scream 5, Scream 5 Cream, whatever it's called. We never really decided on a official title for this one but they didn't uh, either yeah it's, they're just like they didn't either we'll they didn't let either. time decide because you know as i've said in the past conceivably if you have a scream four and a scream six theoretically there should be something in between those i mean again i'm no mathematician here but like <laughs> i think there should be something in between <laughs> yeah this was you know kind of a risk here because it, it is a very similar setup to scream four where like we're back in woodsboro and we're have we have this new cast and we're bringing back uh, the people from decades ago um, and uh, the, the OGs, if you will. But it does some different things with that concept than Scream 4 does. So um, it was it was interesting. to. Re- I hadn't watched this since I saw it in theaters, actually. So it was. Yeah, I hadn't to- either. I do feel like this one and Scream 4 are the two least interesting in the series in the sense that, like, I don't mm. really think they need to exist. Like, they're 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 fun. I enjoy them. But like, I don't really I don't get a lot mm. from them. For me, Scream 3 is the one that doesn't really need to exist. I mean, there's it just doesn't really add anything, and it retcons a lot of unnecessary things by adding in Roman and stuff. And it's fun because Parker Posey's there, but, like, do I think it really needs to exist? Not really, but I don't think anything past 2, really even past 1, but 2 is great, so I'll give, yeah. I'll give it to 2, you know, needs to exist, but... I mean, um, I guess that's every franchise to some extent, you know, I mean... right. Except for right, Children right, of the right. Corn. All of those are great. I think we can agree on I mean, that. every single entry All in that franchise just <laughs> beloved it. <laughs> in, including the new one, I'm sure. I don't know. I haven't seen it. I probably won't see it, but it, no, no. I mean, <laughs> from what I've heard, I don't need to see it. But <laughs> At this point, I think they just need to do a crossover with the Amityville movies and, you know, make a, a whole sub-franchise just like Amityville Corn. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great, actually. I would go see that. Yeah. Yeah. Amityville corn in space and oh my god yeah oh gosh that'd be great Amityville oh. corn vibrator hey I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm there I'm there opening day of the DVD release of the stream Amityville, to Tubi release Amityville corn the legend of George Santos you know, <laughs> yeah. his his whole backstory and his like, how he sold his soul to he who walks behind the <laughs> rose and I'm sure he's like, I did actually produce the first Children of the Corn movie. Uh, that's <laughs> kind of what I did. I'm not a drag queen. I never did drag, but I did produce uh, Children of the Corn. All of them. What a fucking character. Like, how does this guy exist? Goof a doof. I don't know what's yeah. going on in his life. Dirty birdie. Oh, he got out of the cock a car. That's the problem. Yes, exactly. <laughs> cock a doody. Dirty bird. <laughs> <laughs> makes me feel a oogie. I think George <laughs> Santos would make a great scream villain, actually. Mm, yeah. Double crossing, lies a lot. Might be a little obsessed yeah, with fame. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, obsessed with Sidney Prescott because she's getting more attention than him. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, much like 
much like Emma Roberts. And uh, yeah, they would. <laughs> I'm Sidney like Prescott's real father. Nobody <laughs> knows that. I'll br- break it live, Gail Weathers, on your show. The world needs to know. And then, of course, the second one would have to be Marjorie Taylor Greene. I'm sure she's knifed many people. They just need to come forward so. and be like, have you two been knifed by Marjorie Taylor Greene? <laughs> this is like her Me Too. Group. <laughs> her, yeah, her, her whole like Me Too universe of like people being like, well, yeah. you know, I was knifed in 1995 by Marjorie Taylor Greene. <laughs> Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) it's been a few weeks since we've recorded, so, you know, we're getting our sea legs back here. Just call Uh, us Stella because we're getting our groove back. (laughs) (laughs) And you may be wondering, you know, why are we covering Scream 5 slash 5 Cream slash whatever the hell this movie is called right now? Um, Well, the obvious answer is because we fucking feel like it. (laughs) Yeah. But (laughs) also, you know, they're... There is a new movie coming out in this franchise in about a week Wait, what? from when we were recording this. Actually, it's like Seriously? within days when this movie comes out. I, I did not I, know, I know about this. I know. This is brand new information for me. And brand new information. I am I know. absolutely just, I am sent for a loop. So, uh, yeah, we were like, let's cover this movie that just came out like a year ago um, to prepare for the next entry in this Beloved and uh, somewhat obsessive uh, franchise that some people, mm-hmm. I, 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 I think it could calm down just a little bit sometimes, but, just you know, I, I love you all, but, just you know. a tiny bit. I mean, I love it mm-hmm. too, but, you know. Yes, I mean, don't we all, but, but yeah. Come on. God. <laughs> Stu is not returning. I've also seen some people posting things like, well, I wasn't going to see it, but then I saw the trailer and like, it just looks like a completely original take. And I'm like, why? Because it's in New York City. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, right. you know, we'll yeah. see. I'm, I, I'm, I'm open. I mean, we saw how so we'll it see. worked out for J- Jason, you know, yeah. and the and the Muppets, too. You know, <laughs> so, I mean, we'll, we'll see if it's a little more Jason or a little more Muppets. You know, I, don't, I, don't know. Yeah, I mean, you know, Jason uh, barely got to New York City there, uh, but no. uh, he was very, very busy on the cruise ship. Okay, he, had he was a on lot the cruise ship. Yes, uh, we'll uh, might give our thoughts at some point this month. It's going to be a crazy month again, but oh, God, uh, we'll yeah. see what we end up getting to. But uh, as with all of these movies, you know, we've covered the first four screen movies already. Y'all know there's a ton of uh, background information and behind the scenes stuff, and. Um, I'm not going to get into all of that, but I will cover some of that here. But yeah, it was uh, January and there was this new star taking the world by storm. His name was Mr. Omicron. And uh, I was not a fan of his work. I thought it was a little, (laughs) just, you know, not a a lot of nuance, just kind of, you know, sort sort of flat. Yeah. What does Wednesday say in uh, Adam's Family Values? Your work is a puerile and uh, uh, lacking oh, in the... Shit, yeah. Damn I, I can never what, remember what, the exact what is phrasing, the, but... Yeah, it's to the camp owners, right? Yes, yeah, yes. Damn it to hell. <laughs> Help us someone, please, out there. Yes, oh yes. You lack any sense of structure, character, or the Arist- Aristotelian, Aristotelian, Aristotelian unities. I can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> Aristotelian... <laughs> Um, 
Yeah, I forgot we had yeah. the internet. We don't need to just cry out for help. Like, someone help us. I... We can find it out ourselves. <laughs> well, we, we can Google things, you know, but uh, it's a I lot mean, of work. <laughs> I still think it's 1993, I guess, so I, I don't know. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Stick a fork in 1996 already, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh... But yeah, the box office is kind of dead, unless you're Spider-Man Part 50, a.k.a. Too Many Fucking Spider-Man. Yes. How and, many can uh, we that's have? doing pretty well. How, how many can we have? You know, uh, that's uh, kicking along. Um, and before I get too far into 2022, we actually need to jump back a little over a decade to 2011, a.k.a., of course, this, the year that Scream 4 was released. That year, Wes Craven confirmed he was contracted to work on a fifth and sixth film in the franchise to be made if the fourth film achieved a successful release. Uh, Kevin Williamson also had contractual obligations to Scream 4 and Scream 5 and was in the process of uh, getting a contract for Scream 6. I mean, he'd already proposed it, but the contract was not finalized, apparently. In May 2011, uh, we have executive producer and human garbage uh, incarnate Harvey Weinstein here. He is... He has confirmed that a sequel was possible, saying that despite Scream 4 underperforming, um, he was still overall content with the box office gross. Um, However, nothing really happens for a year. We jump forward to February 2012. Uh, Kevin Williamson says he doesn't know if there's going to be a sequel at all. He's not involved. Um, He's doing his own thing with the Vampire Diaries and the following. Uh, So we're all like, oh, is this franchise dead? Who fucking knows? Seems like it. But nothing ever dies, right? No. And uh, cut to September 2013. Uh, you know, the, the evil Harvey Weinstein Harvey Weinstein has expressed he wants a fifth film, um, mainly just to wrap up the franchise, I guess. Uh, but then nothing again for another year. July 2014, Kevin Williamson expressed more doubts about a film, saying, I guess Scream 4 never took off the way they hoped. Um, bah, 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 bah. He also said he had a falling out with Wes Craven, um, which happens sometimes between friends and coworkers, you know. Then July 2015, when asked about the possibility of more films, Weinstein denies denies it and says that you know they're going to do this MTV series instead. Uh, which um, you know they're hoping that's going to you know re- reignite the franchise. It didn't really. Uh, pretty mixed reviews from most people who saw it. I watched all of it. Can't say it was particularly wonderful, but uh, I saw it. Uh, Uh, We're not going to cover it. (laughs) Brave man. Um, 2015 was also the year that Wes Craven sadly died from a brain tumor. Very devastating. Um, Yes, I remember crying. uh, So sad. Very sad. We still miss him. We always will. Yes. So nothing really happens for a few years. Um, And then, of course, everything breaks with the Weinstein Company and all the sexual... Uh, misconduct allegations against Harvey Weinstein. Um, so the fate of the screen franchise is all in limbo because they're like selling off franchises left and right here, probably to pay the legal bills and shit. Um, everything is all over the place. Then in early 2019, you get rumors that uh, Blumhouse might be interested in reviving the series. Um, they had, of course, just done Halloween 2018, uh, which was the requel, as they would say in this movie, that made yeah. a bunch of movie. Uh, money, money made a bunch of movie. Yes, <laughs> and also, movies <laughs> and mo- movie, money, and <laughs> money movie. and movie. <laughs> uh, but yeah, their involvement turned out to be either a rumor or the talks just didn't go through because in November, Spyglass Media Group acquired the rights 
But at the time, you know, we heard about it. We didn't know if it was going to be a sequel, a reboot, a remake. Who fucking knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, a full year passes. Kevin Williamson comes out and says that the official title is, wait for it, Scream. And we're like, what does that mean? What? What does that That's mean? That's weird. What could it mean? So it's a remake. Wait, I mean, but no, it's, it's a remake. Not... It's a but remake. It's a sequel. What? what is that? But what? it's what? a reboot. <laughs> it's, it's a reimagining. I don't, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Who fucking knows? <clears throat> and then, you know, March 2020. Some shit went down as well. Um, oh, yeah, that. Yes. You know, I mean, there's that, that little, you know, that little pandemic thing. You know, it, oh, it wasn't a big deal. But, you know, it, pandemic. you know, it, uh, you know, you know, but we do get the announcement that. Radio Silence, which is this group of filmmakers led by Matt Bettinelli Olpin and Tyler Gillett, um, would direct the film, with Kevin Williamson serving as an executive producer. Radio Silence had done like Ready or Not and Southbound and a few other films. Um, Kevin Williamson has said in interviews that he would have been interested in writing the film, but you know the studio didn't ask him, which I think is kind of bullshit. But it is what it is. He has at least said fairly positive things about, you know, this team and everything, and they're respectful to the films, and so that's that's nice to hear anyway. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I still think it's a little ridiculous that they didn't just ask him to write it. I mean, the most successful films in this franchise were solely written by him, but what Yeah, do you do? it's like, let's like <clears throat> learn from the past, you guys. Uh, in May 2020, we get the announcement that Nev Campbell is in talks to return, and we're all like, what's going on here? This is interesting, so yeah. it's gonna be some sort of a sequel. But uh, again, who fucking knows? David Arquette is also reported as definitely coming back. Um, I think he's always been very supportive of this franchise. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we hear that James Vanderbilt and Guy Busick are going to be the screenwriters. Vanderbilt was known for like Zodiac and Amazing Spider-Man. Also, motherfucking Darkness Falls, which we've done an episode on. Oh boy, Darkness <laughs> so, you know, Falls. Some uh, some some fame there, you know. But wasn't so, that also one that had like fourteen writers? Or yeah, something? I think he was one of like you know fifty or something on that movie. Oh, but yeah. yes, <laughs> but the whole world there. contributed to that film. Exactly, it took exactly. a village. <laughs> it really did. The village of Darkness Falls. Yes, yes. <laughs> to bring our dear oh. Matilda Dixon to Matilda. Ah, mm. oh, Matilda. <laughs> What if she's the killer in Scream 6? Like, like, I want me more teeth. I don't know why she's a leprechaun, but I don't (laughs) Did she ever speak in the movie? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, maybe that's why they're releasing in March, you know, around St. Patrick's Day. (laughs) I feel like she has has a bit of a brogue for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. Tis me, Matilda. (laughs) Where me teeth? I mean, at least she's not related to fucking Sydney. That's that's my one yeah. caveat for the rest of the f- 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 franchise. Right. Don't I mean, especially because Sydney Sydney is, I mean, apparently not even in it. So you know, yeah. we don't need someone who's who's just trying to get Sydney, but Sydney's not. Sydney yeah. doesn't even show up like, because she doesn't care. Like, uh, I killed all these people because I thought Sydney would show up, but she didn't. This was a real <laughs> buzzkill, you guys. Damn, damn well, it. That does actually sound a little amusing. That would be really funny. Oh, God. I mean, that seems like something that Rebecca Gayhart and Portia Dr. Rossi wouldn't do. We're bummed. We really mean that. Bummed. <laughs> we really mean that. We went through all this trouble to get our sister, Sydney Prescott, back here, and she didn't even come back. Why? Why? I'll tell you why, Miss Thang. Cut to slideshow. 
Oh, oh God, that's the, what this next movie needs—a fucking slideshow. Really? I yeah. know. <laughs> let's let's bring back this killer monologue slide slideshow. Please, please. Ugh. Um. Anyway. It. Uh. Yes, and the other writer was Guy Busick, who co-wrote "Ready or Not." Uh. Let's see. Not too much more here. We got June 2020. Variety reports. That the movie is going to be distributed by Paramount Pictures. Uh, they are aiming for a 2021 release. Good fucking luck. Um, does not happen because the pandemic is a raging along here. Um, so eventually gets pushed back to January 14th, 2022. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember we were all like, uh-oh, January. That means it really sucks because that's when they release all the crappy yeah. movies. Right. We don't know. We don't know. Oh, at some point that year, Courtney Cox has also announced that she is going to be returning and we're all like amazing like thank god um, the trio is back you're gail backer the trio is back yes nev campbell has officially announced she will be returning after talks and we're also going to see marley shelton uh from scream 4 and many other things valentine's we mm-hmm. valentine we just did yes. valentine and uh roger l jackson coming back of course the iconic voice of ghostface you gotta have him um gotta have him and then just a bunch of actors from mostly tv shows just like you know the original um we got um melissa barrera martinez who was in vita and um in the heights um the movie version we got jenna ortega of course who is in fucking everything lately you know (laughs) uh wednesday x u everything um we got uh pretty nepo baby jack quaid here um from uh, The Boys is probably his big thing right right now, other than Scream. And uh, Dylan Minette, 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 I think it's Minette, from uh, 13 Reasons Why, the Goosebumps movie, um, Mason Gooding uh, from Love, Victor, Booksmart, uh, Jasmine Savoy Brown, the MVP here we got uh, from The Leftovers and Yellow Jackets, Mikey Madison, Better Things, Sonia Ben-Amar, who didn't really have any credits, like, or very few when I was looking, but uh, I don't know how she, but somehow she got this role, so good for her, I guess. She was a model, apparently. Oh. Um, Kyle Gallner, just kind of randomly here, is one of the young adult characters, um, has about two seconds in this movie, as we will get to. Yeah, but uh, literally doesn't, yeah. Un- unfortunately doesn't have time to make much of an impact. It's, it's they just needed like a kill early on. I feel like like yeah. I, it, it, it's like somebody watched the first cut and was like, yeah, we need like a kill. Like nothing's happening here, or, they, or they just knew like, yeah. in advance. Yeah, yeah. He was of course known for Veronica Mars and the Nightmare on Elm Street remake that we don't speak of, even though I just said it. And oh, dare you, uh, Kevin. no, <laughs> yeah. Now they're gonna have to remake it again. So filming finally begins September 2022. I guess there was some cold feet about killing a particular character who we will get to. Hopefully, all have seen this movie. And just like with previous films, there's all these rumors that they shot all these different versions of scenes. Um, apparently, they shot a version where Dewey... Sorry, I'm just spoiling it here. Dewey is not killed, apparently. Um, but uh, I'm glad they didn't. I mean, I mean, look, it's sad that he dies, but uh, it did seem like somebody from the core three had to... We, we talked about this before well, the movie came out. It's like, yeah. he, somebody, it seems like somebody's got to... Gotta bite the dust. But, I mean, yeah. I think when you had Scream 2, which had such high stakes, I mean, they were killing everyone. Yes. And then you have yeah. 3 and 4 that really don't have very high stakes, strangely. No, I mean, nobody really of importance dies. You know, yeah, so. you, just, you just always get the feeling like, well, the main three are going to be fine. I actually, I think this is one of the best parts of the new one is that there were a little bit more, the, the stakes were higher. Sure. 
it's mixed. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a mixed response for me because it's like, well, I don't want them to die. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I don't want I don't, them to die. I also don't even really want to see them put in danger again, and yet yeah. I like to see them back. So exactly. it's you know, it's 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 a weird. I don't know. Like, this is the weird part about being a horror movie fan, right? It's like we we want to see these characters come back, but then also like it's sad when they die, and I yeah. it, it, I don't know. But, I mean, uh, my only problem with the death is that I don't think it's completely earned, but that's just that's just me. It it's like a series of kind of random occurrences, and uh, yeah, yeah. But like, uh, I get what they were going for, but I just I feel like eh, I don't think he would have done that. We'll get to it when we get to this. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, that's, 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 uh, that's, that's, uh, uh, Michael Aller served as the editor. Um, Patrick Luzier, I guess, provided some feedback. Um, we got, uh, Luzier, I always say his name wrong. Uh, Brian Tyler composed the music score using some of Marco Beltrami's themes, which in defense, Marco Beltrami also used some of Hans Zimmer's themes. So, uh, there's that. Brian Tyler also scored Darkness Falls. So. Oh. All in the family. It all comes back to Darkness Falls. It all comes back. Matilda and her family. Uh, Scream slash Five Cream finally gets released January 14th, 2022. Uh, the red carpet premiere gets canceled because, again, Omicron is sweeping the nation by storm. So I think a lot of people are convinced that this movie is just going to completely bomb because of COVID and just the nature of the box office where anything not superhero is not doing very well at the moment. But uh, it does pretty well. It, it opens to uh, 33.8 first weekend, million first weekend. Um, it becomes the first film to dethrone Spider-Man, Too Many Spider-Men. It ends up grossing a worldwide total of $140 million, which not is bad. pretty good for a non-superhero movie in this pandemic marketplace. Mm-hmm. Um, critics... Overall positive. Um, we have a 76% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and an 81% audience score. Um, that's, 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 uh, the consensus is the fifth scream finds the franchise working harder than ever to maintain its meta edge and succeeding surprisingly often. Uh, Hollywood Reporter says it's a pleasure to see Neb Campbell again in fine form as Sydney striding back into Woodsboro to take care of unfinished business. The Guardian says perhaps there is less zap in scream nowadays. And invoking the newer generation of indie horror, a.k.a. Jordan Peele, only serves to remind you how elderly the Scream franchise is. Elderly? <laughs> elderly. <Yes>. Excuse me? <laughs> let me grab my, let me grab my Depends. Uh, where's my Werther's original, Kevin? <laughs> Did you stock up? You know we're gonna go see that new Scream movie. We're gonna need some. Yeah, but then they go on to say it's still capable of delivering some piercing, high-pitched decibels. New York Times, a little more critical. They say it relies heavily on Easter eggs in substitute for ideas. But, um, like I said, overall, fairly positive takes from most people on this, um, Mm -hmm. at least in the critic sphere. So uh, what is happening in this new film? It has been 25 years since the events of the first movie, but everything seems A-OK in the town of Woods. Woodsboro, and we've got Tara, who's just a normal high school gal whose mom is out of town, and she decides to text her friend Amber about coming over and having some fun, but then she gets a call from some rando who says that he's a friend of her mom's from, like, AA, and she's like, what? And they start talking about movies and stuff, and the subject turns to horror, and Tara's all like, oh, yeah, I love elevated horror movies like Hereditary and The Babadook. And the guy's like, what about the stab movies? They took place here. And he starts, like, quizzing her on, like, all of her stab movie nut knowledge, which doesn't go well 
And no, because she knows about it follows and hereditary and the yeah. witch. Uh, these Gen Zers, man, they're they're just uh, a little intense. Yeah, to she's like, calm down oh, a little bit. That's one of those '90s movies where their hair was all weird, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> and the, the lighting was so bright. <laughs> I could see things. <laughs> I don't like to see things. <laughs> exactly. <anymore>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so he's all like, "You should know about that." And she starts freaking out, and she's texting a- Amber. And then Amber replies, and she's all like, I'm not Amber. So it's like, does Ghostface have her phone somehow? What's going on? And they send her a video clip that shows them outside of Amber's window. And Ghostface keeps quizzing her and saying, like, Amber's going to die if you get, get get this wrong and stuff. And and so she, she grabs a knife and runs to the front door, and Ghostface is standing right there, and he slashes her in the stomach. And so Tara slams the door, but she, she can't make her her phone-controlled security system stay on because Ghostface is somehow able to control it from somewhere else. I don't understand that. That might be a plot hole. They never really explain that. Do no. They? How does that work? I don't, I don't think it. so. It's yeah. like that's, and for that's some reason, uh, she remembers that Scream had one killer, Billy Loomis. Yeah. She forgets to, but, you know. Yeah. And, I mean, that's... I don't know how she could because everyone knows that Stu is coming back in Scream 6 and 7 and 8 exactly. and 9. Exactly. Um, and his mom is going to be so mad. <laughs> and and uh, so Ghostface calls again and is all like, so do you think I got in the house before you could lock everything up again? And they leap out and they stab Tara about 3,000 times. About. Um, approximately. I, I don't. And like, and they fuck up her foot too. It's nasty. And, uh, uh, they stab her through the hand, like in the faculty yeah, with BB. It's nasty. Mm-hmm. It's just nasty, nasty mm-hmm. stuff. And the cops show up just as Ghostface is about to put on the finishing touches, and then bam, opening title. And we meet Tara's older sister, Sam, who appears to work mm-hmm. at a bowling alley or something. And uh, yeah, one of those uh, movies or whatever from the. Uh, uh, Kevin Smith universe, maybe? Who knows? Oh, maybe so. It's very maybe. possible. We, and, I mean, they they do connect in Scream Three, so you know, yeah, Jay and Silent Bob are there. So that, you w- know. that was that was still a weird scene. Um, yeah, it, was. <laughs> it was very fucking weird. And uh, and so she's got a boyfriend named R- R- Richie, who's kind of a weirdo. Um, and she gets a call from Tara's friend Wes saying that she needs to come back home. Because Tara got attacked by someone in a ghost-faced mask. And right. Sam was like, oh, no. And so she and Richie get in the car and drive over. And as they do that, we're introduced to a new crop of victims-to-be. We've got Mindy and Chad, who are twins. And they are related to Randy. And mm-hmm. Amber, who is like weirdly protective over Tara. And Wes, who is the son of Judy Hicks, who's now the sheriff of the town. And mm-hmm. Wes has a thing for Tara. And we've got Liv, who's dating Chad and doesn't want to accept his friend finder request thing. And that's really all she does. Um, yeah. And she used to date this guy named Vince, who appears to be like a good decade older than the other kids. But he just hangs out in the parking lot of their school. So yeah. Kind of like one of those. Reaper. <laughs> like, one of those guys. We all know those guys, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's like, move on, please. Um move on. And so Sam and Richie are on their way, and Richie's talking about how he's never seen a, a, a stab. 
And he's like, why would someone want to kill your sister? And Sam's like, oh, it's too early in the movie to have this conversation. And <laughs> so they finally make it to the hospital and pretty much everyone but Liv is there uh, because someone's got to be the red herring. And we've mm-hmm. got to give her that because she doesn't have much else to work with. And no. Tara's surprised that Sam even showed up. And Sam's like, where's mom? And Tara's like, she's at a conference. <laughs> and like... Amber's got major tood. She's all like, Sam, why are you even here? You're just going to leave again. I'm like, what is going on with these people? You know? Yeah. We don't, we don't, we don't really learn much about Amber other than the fact that, like no. you said, she has this pretty bad attitude. Yeah. And it's like weirdly obsessive over Tara. And you're like, what is going on? Like, what's their story? I don't, I don't really get mm-hmm. it. And yeah. la- later on, the gang is, a, is at a bar and Amber's explaining how Sam and Tara's dad left when they were young and Sam got into trouble and drugs and stuff and ran away. And that's why there's all this tension. And here comes Vince with his West side story switchblade. And he's like coming there for live and Chad like stands in front of him and is like, you need to go. And there's like a little tiny con confrontation and Vince leaves testosterone central over here. Yep. It's, it's a little much. It's like, guys, come on, let's calm down. And he goes and like pisses his, on the on the side of the building and all of a sudden his car turns on and we hear red right hand which is never a good sign in these movies no no and as he goes to his car he's stabbed in the neck by Ghostface, and he dies like wow what a rich character (laughs) and it's not like a full stab either it's just kind of like pluck in the neck and it's like this really cute like quick tiny little and it just Mm -hmm. and he's just dead He's just dead. It was a really good stab. Yeah. <laughs> he knows where all the major R's are. This ghost, mm-hmm. this ghost face. And Richie starts w- w- watching stab on net Netflix, to, you know, be pre- pre- prepared. And, and yeah. Sam goes to take some pills and sees Billy Loomis in the mirror behind her. And we're like, Billy, what you doing here, boy? And he's like, when are you going to tell Tara why all this is happening, Sam? I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And then she gets yeah. a phone call from old Ghostface who's like, I know your secret. That's why I attacked Tara to get you back here. And Sam's like, oh, yeah, asshole. Well, if you want to fuck with me, come and get me. And then Ghostface leaps out from behind the door and Sam is all like, uh, not as prepared as I thought I was. And she's like running around. <laughs> and so she runs out and finds a cop. But once they come back in there, there's no one in there. Mm. I'm like, oh, no, it's starting again. And Judy, it, the, yeah. some of these turns like that, like they just don't feel as like in your face as the the original to, to me anyway. Like like where Ghostface jumps out after like a little remark like that. And I don't know if it's because yeah. like maybe Marco Beltrami's scoring was just always at like an eleven or something. But like yeah, like there, there are multiple moments like that in this movie where like there's an obvious attempt at like a turn. Um, and there's several in like the last act when we get to there. But it's just it just doesn't feel like as like. I don't know, abrasive or in your face, which maybe I'm just yeah. so used to that in the franchise that it's like, I, I, I don't know, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's effective enough. It's like a very, it's not a very scary movie. Like I don't not so much. feel like any major jolts. I'm just kind of like, eh. no. And maybe that's just the lack of, you know, our dear Wes Craven, but. Well, and oh. I think also maybe some of Patrick Lucier too, because yes, he, he, the, the, the way he would time things would always just, it just, yeah felt right right it was a combination of the directing the editing and the big over-the-top scoring yeah but just it was just the perfect storm (laughs) 
We'll never have it again. Ever again. Never again. Never again. Uh, but anyway, so Judy shows up and she's all like, we'll move Tara into a completely deserted floor up up top, you know, for her safety. And she mm-hmm. gets all rude with Sam and she's like, why are you back here, you little troublemaker? It might be best if you got out of this here town and hit the road with your boyfriend come sunrise. And Sam goes back in and she tells everyone to leave her and Tara alone. And she tells her that she discovered in one of their mom's diaries that she fucked Billy Loomis back in high school and that she's the spawn of Billy's crazy ass. And Mm -hmm. unfortunately her dad heard, and that's why he left. And Tara's all like, get the fuck out. And she does. And Richie's like, so I was listening. I think we should maybe um, sort of like stick this out together because I love you. And Sam's like, yeah, well, I guess we need to talk to an expert. So they go see Dewey who is now boozing in a trailer and doesn't own a razor. And Sam's like, it, yeah. I'm Billy Loomis's daughter. Yeah. It feels like, um, I think we talked about this, you know, trying to get some Lori Halloween 2018 vibes here. Um, whether in a serious way or in a self-aware way of like, wink, wink. Hey, remember when Lori was like all burnt out and, you know, reclusive, angry hermits. Um, well, here's Dewey. He's kind of, kind of the same way. Um, he's not as terrible as no, <laughs> she is in Halloween like, 2018. It's but... kind of what I wish they had done with Laurie instead. Like, whereas he still has humanity, unlike yeah. L- L- Laurie did. Like, he right. still feels like a person. Right. Um, he's yeah. just kind of down on his luck. He kind of had to re- retire from the police f- force because they made him. Right. He's become very right. fond of the drink. And... Yeah. um. And so he lets them in, and he's all like, who is this dude? Your boyfriend? You shouldn't trust him. It's always the boyfriend, and the motive is always connected to the past, and the first person Mm -hmm. attacked always has a friend group that the killer's a part of, and they're like, can you help us? And he's like, "Uh, I've already got enough stab wounds and limps. Thank you. And so he just throws throws them out. And he watches, of course, Gail on the morning show all the time. (laughs) She's um, on the morning show. Which is wonderful, you know. She's she, that's always the recurring theme with Gail. It's like she's never, she's never quite like you know evening news gal, but like she's working her way up. You know, maybe maybe yeah. the next one she'll be. She's, Who knows? She's always like a little bit of an underdog. I think that's why she's yeah. so likable. Is because she, she's ruthless, yes, but right. she never quite gets to the. She, she she wants to be Diane Sawyer, and it never quite happens. And it's just, you're right. just like, oh, I'm pulling for you, Gail. One day. And it feels like it might be a little nudge, wink, wink, nudge, nudge to Jennifer Aniston on the morning mm-hmm. show in um, on Apple TV. Yes. And she so, does address um, the bangs in yes. this little bit, which I liked. I yes. liked that a lot. I'm yeah. glad they're finally yeah. addressing the bangs. <laughs> so, yes. So Dewey calls Sydney, who now has a baby that she's just taken for a walk. And a fucking baby. Her, and she's married to Mark Kincaid, who we don't see. so. But we don't see he's... Him. We don't see him, but uh, could not afford Patrick Dempsey. And he tells her that it's happening again and sits like, oh, I'll be fine. I've got a gun. Uh, But at least they have you to protect them. And like he doesn't know how to tell her that like he's not on the force. And um, and then he texts Gail and lets her know that ghost faces back. And yeah. And And Richie does. Richie is not a not a fan of this guy. You know, he's always trying to undermine him. And, you know, he's calling him shitty Sam Elliott over here. It's uh, very, very rude. He's a little respect. Yeah. Yes. Upsetting. 
and mm-hmm. Dewey shows up at the Meeks where Martha is back making snacks for everyone. Martha, 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 fucking She's Meeks. Back. Heather Matarazzo. I'm so excited. And mm-hmm. and um and so ev- everyone's having like a little powwow to brainstorm. And Sam's like, I got to tell y'all something. Billy was my daddy. And they all kind of turn on her. And then Dewey's like, and, and then and the, then they turn on Dewey because they're like, maybe you're the one that's doing it because you've gone insane or something and so everyone's just pointing fingers everywhere no it's your fault no it's your fault it it wasn't mine at all it does have some very your fault energy i'm not gonna lie yes and this is probably like the most overtly meta scene in the movie because they're like going through the whole list of like oh it's it's a requel which we just made up this term right now it's a it's not a reboot it's not a sequel it's a requel um it's uh you know it's we can't have solely new characters we have we, we have to have some new characters but they have to be supported by these legacy characters and then mm-hmm. they you know name off all these movies from different multiple genres really we got like halloween and terminator and jurassic park and ghostbusters and star wars and uh yeah. so this is where it's like pretty obvious that you know at least they're in on the joke of the whole requel thing that has been taken hollywood by storm for several years now in multiple genres it's not just horror yes. it's you know across the spectrum here but well, and it's because someone lets it slip that Vince is apparently related to Stu Mocker. And so they're like, ah, this killer must be wanting to do a requel because Stab 8 sucked so much that they want to rewrite it from from scratch. Right. And How is he and, related uh, again? I already forgot. The, uh, I, I Vince. Like some sort of like sister, like Stu's sister. I don't know. Like it's maybe mm. it's a cousin. I yeah. Don't, I don't I've already forgotten. Yeah, he's Maybe, just such a nothing character in this. Yeah, even, like I, it's just, he doesn't do much. Um, and I love Kyle Gallner. Like I love I him as too. an actor, I think but he's like, wonderful. You know, what are you gonna do? What I know. Do? I mean, someone had to die first. But, um, yeah. and uh, Mindy's like, because of the requel rules, I'm pretty sure I know who the killer is, and it is you, Sam. And Sam's like really mad, and she leaves, and Richie goes after her, and she's all like, "Go away! I just want to run away in my car." And she sees billy in the mirror and he's all like you know what would be great if we slash some throats and you're like okay billy billy stuff is a little much yes i think we said that when when it came out initially it's it's just a little much you know silly yeah i don't know that we need this it it reminds me of the ghost mom scene in scream 3 like do we need this i don't i don't know that's really adding anything to the the plot here but yeah what are you gonna do and uh judy's making some lemon squares and West shows back up and she's all like, I'm going to go get some sushi. And he's like, I'll take a shower. And <laughs> as Judy's leaving and on the road, she gets a phone call from Ghostface talking about how how he's in the house and he's going to kill Wes. And so, this like, is the closest to uh, some nudity that we get in this movie with uh, some somewhat male nudity in the shower scene here with slightly. Dylan. Yes. Um, we, I could always use more, but what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, this has never been a... Uh, a franchise that really has anything sexual or nude really not right? really it's not no really... it's 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 a little bit of a little bit of prude prude in that regard everyone's um, a little bit sexless yeah yeah i mean it's, it's kind of a running joke with in the first one of like <laughs> yeah. you know to, we want a pg-13 here and yeah <laughs> but uh yeah but uh judy rushes back home and she's running up to the house and ghostface leaps out from the porch and stabs her to death and yeah this is probably the most effective sequence oh in the yeah movie for me i don't know it's it's, it's just in terms of suspense this and actually has and like suspense yeah suspense yeah and it, it keeps you on your toes you don't really know 
Like it, it was generally surprising when I saw in the theaters, like, oh, he's, he jumps out and stabs her first because, you know, I expected yeah. him to kill um, Dylan in the shower first. And right. He's referencing Psycho and all this other stuff. And uh, so that was a, a nice little turn there. And then poor Wes is just walking through the house after getting out of the shower and getting stuff ready for when his mom comes back. And it's like every closet door, every fr- fridge, we're like, uh, where's Ghostface? He's in the house. He's somewhere here. He's going to come. He's going to pop out. His mom left him some uh, some nice lemon squares. Lemon squares. You know? I guess they don't Which, t- taste know. like ass to everyone. I, uh, I guess not. You know? <laughs> it's, it's a matter of taste. And, uh, and, and so Wes sees that the front door is open and he goes to shut it. And that's when Ghostface pops out and stabs him in the neck. And mm-hmm. it's really sad because they seem sweet. You know, I do like them. And, it's in um, a, yeah, and it's, it's 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 a gross little moment, you know. You see yeah. it, the the blade go in and then come out the other side of the neck, and uh, that's pretty gross. Uh, yeah. It's 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 pretty gross, and he just kind of sits nasty. there and bleeds out. Man. Yeah, and then Gale finally shows up and gets mad at Dewey for telling him about this through a text, and Gale's like, "I was worried about you, and you didn't let me know that you weren't on the force anymore." And and he's like, "I'm just a coward," and she's like, "You're a lot of things, but you are not a coward." And Sam's like, it's a cute hey, little moment. Um, yeah. Who's watching my sister? And they're like, uh, we all came here for Sheriff Hicks. And she's like, you idiots. And she runs off to go, you know, help her sister before Ghostface can kill her. And Dewey decides right. to tag along. Um, yeah. And this part's weird because it's very bright outside right now. And then mm. by the time they get to the hospital, it's like completely dark. And then it's also, but then later on it seems like a few minutes later it's bright again out outside it's mm. very confusing um time is relative i guess in this very in this, uh... very strange um yeah. and tara is alone on that damn floor by herself she's trying to get into the wheelchair and her hands keep bleeding from the gauze and she's and she sees that some of the staff have been killed so she runs into richie when she's hiding and then the killer pops out and stabs him, and Tara tries to get away, but she's too slow in her chair. Um, and then, like, there's a conversation with Sam as she's trying to get there with Dewey, and then finally the elevator dings, and here comes Sam and Dewey to save the day, and Dewey mm-hmm. shoots the killer a few a few times, and then tells them all to leave while he goes back to shoot the killer in the head to make sure he's dead. And... Of course, this doesn't end well for our boy Dewey, and the killer wakes back up and overpowers him and basically splits him in half, and he dies. Yeah, it's and it's sad because he dies as a res- impartially as a result of Gale calling him on the phone because that's what distracts him for a moment yeah. um, before he shoots the uh, so killer. Sad. If he had just shot him without you know being distracted by the phone call. I know. But uh, it just feels too choreographed. Yeah, it's, it's, it's almost like yeah. a Final Destination sequence of events of like, this character has to make this stupid decision after this stupid decision after this stupid decision for this to actually happen (laughs) yeah it's like i feel like Um, it would have made more sense if like he was taking them to the elevator and as they got in like ghostface just popped back up and like stabbed him in the back you know just like something that's more like that he couldn't have prepared for right like that would have been a little more tragic but oh well yeah what are you gonna do Mm. what are you gonna do and uh and so yeah like i said it's been very dark here and then all of a sudden it cuts to gail and it's like the middle of the day again it doesn't seem like it would be the next day i don't know but i like because mm-hmm. where would she have been for the rest of the events like is she just at like a ho- a hotel somewhere i, I maybe I don't understand. maybe 
and um and she comes out and she sees the body bag and she flips out and Sam's like I'm sorry he seemed like such a nice guy and she leaves and here there's comes some good Sydney s- scoring in this scene too you know where yeah. They, they yeah when Sydney comes in and Gail's running to the hospital and it's it's some, yeah. some pretty little it's nice bits sad everything's kind of in slow motion for a second and yeah. yeah as it should be as it should be devastating moment for all of us <laughs> mm-hmm. and um then yeah like sydney comes back and she's like i came as soon as i heard so i guess some time has passed right because would she have come when she got the news from dewey or did she come when she got the news that he was dead like i don't understand like what i don't know i i assume she was already on her way okay but see that would make more sense yeah yeah i mean and she did have a a pretty long trip so maybe she had to find babysitting arrangements and everything before she came and you know but yeah i mean She's a busy lady now. She's 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 a mama, you know. She had and, to tell uh, her lesbian lover that she was going to be gone for a couple of days. Of course, and... don't 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 tell Mark, you know. Right, right. that whole thing. Um, and Sam and Tara have a nice little heart to heart, and Tara's like, "I don't blame you for Dad leaving." And Sam's like, "I was scared I was going to turn into a killer like my dad." And then they decide to just leave. They're like, "We're piecing out of woods." burrow it's not worth it and as they're leaving mm-hmm. Sid's like hey you don't need to leave because no matter where you go it'll just follow you she's like well we're gonna take a we're gonna take that chance so bye and so they just leave with Richie and as that they good leave, little uh moment with uh Gail being like watch your tone new girl when they're oh, having yeah. that discussion <laughs> yeah. at one point and, yeah. and uh so they leave and Gail's like, oh, you're just going to let her leave? And she's like, it's cool. I put a tracking device on her car. And so they're just (laughs) like, they're not going to get far. So apparently now Sid knows how to put tracking devices on on cars. I don't know. Sure. She's had some time, I guess, to figure these things out. I don't know. That's Some people knit. She figures out how to put tracking devices on cars. She did have that complex security system on her house in Scream 3. So who fucking knows? That's true. And uh, Tara can't find her inhaler, and she's like, "Well, there is one left at Amber's, so and that's kind of on the way. So let's just go there." And Amber's having a party for like a memorial for Wes, and Chad's making out with Liv, and she's like, "Let's go fuck," and he's like, "I'm not sure if you aren't the killer, so let's not do that." And she gets pissed, and <laughs> then Chad goes outside trying to find her on that little friend finder thing, and ghostface throws him off and stabs him a few times and but then sam and co arrive and everyone's like party's over and everyone leaves and Liv gets all suspicious with mindy and then like steals her snack which is just rude and <laughs> and then sid and gail see where sam's car is and it's at stews and they're like oh shit this is part of the killer's plan so they call sam and they're like we think that this was part of the plan you need to get out of that house and Ghostface shows up for Mindy as she's watching Stab, and it's in the exact same style as it was in the original Scream and in this Stab universe, you know, where the killer's behind her and she's saying, look behind you and stuff. Right. It's the, the um, scene where Randy is about to get stabbed. Yeah. And so it's, it's, you know, extra meta like here. Meta, and meta, meta. It's like mm-hmm. super, super meta. And, mm-hmm. um, and <laughs> so then... Sam shows up and scares Ghostface away after he stabbed Mindy. We're not really sure how much or where she was stabbed, like because it kind of mm-hmm. cuts away. Yeah, they don't really show it. Uh, yeah, but she's got blood, so I guess she, there was some kind of a cut. Yeah, 
Yeah, she's just, she's just a cool queer character. She's just trying to have yeah. a good time, trying to you know make out with this other girl that's yeah, there. That, that's and, true. Uh, yeah. She's actually probably my favorite of the the three. I would agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fans here. She's fun. Um, yeah. Because like I mean I, I I like Randy as much as the next person, but he does get a little grating at times, and uh, I like Kirby, but she's a little bit of a know it all, and I think they're all supposed to kind of be annoying know-it-alls in Scream 4, so yeah. is what it all is. But then everyone kind of runs into the room because they hear all, all the commotion and Liv's covered in blood because she found Chad and they all think she's the killer, but then Amber pulls out a gun and shoots her in the head and, and is like, no, I am. And so then everybody runs and Richie takes Sam down to the basement and she's like i have to go get tara and he's like what if tara is one of the killers and she's like oh no what i never thought of that and sid and gail show up and amber comes out pretending like she's been stabbed and she's like help me help me and they're all like what do you think and they're like nah it's too fake definitely and, definitely a trap yeah. <laughs> definitely a trap oh and, and then, it, as it turns out this this house just happens to be stumacher's house oh right which yeah. feels a little a little on the nose, but is what it is. And uh, so I guess Amber has like convinced her parents to buy this house. Is that yeah. what we're supposed to believe like, here? How I, long I has she been a fan? Good Lord. That's yeah. A lot. yeah. Like was she like five and was like, mommy, daddy, mommy, daddy, we have to buy this house in Woodsboro. It's my favorite. <laughs> um, and so Amber pulls, pulls out a gun and shoots Gail in the stomach. And so Gail's down. Kind of annoying. Like, it's really kind of annoying. very annoying. <laughs> Especially because the Gail first is now... time that I... That I saw this because I was like, uh, well, she's down for the count. Okay, well, yeah. won't see her again until back. the end. Yeah, it's just come back. But it's annoying. And it's like, what, yeah. is she going to go to the hospital? Like, what's what's yeah. going to happen with, with Gail? I'm worried for Gail's safety. I know. Like, I can't concentrate on any, any, any anything else. I'm like, let's cut, cut, cut back to Gail, please. I want to know right. what's <laughs> going on with her. And um, yeah. and so it's like, I'm going to stay with you. And she's like, no, go finish this. It's fine. Do it for Dewey. And so Sid just leaves her, leaves her there and gets her gun and starts going through the house. And Sam finds Tara tied up and she's all like, should I untie her? I don't know. And Sid gets a phone call and she's like, I'm not very impressed by any of this. It's very derivative. I'm just like, this is you really need some new material. Like I'm bored. This material is just old. I've seen this before. (laughs) And so she's just like popping into every room and shooting into closet and she and she goes upstairs and finds Richie and then Ghostface pops out and there's a big fight and they fall over the staircase and on onto the floor below. And she's all like, Richie, get the gun before Ghostface can. And thankfully mm-hmm. he gets um then um he gets downstairs and then Sam shows up and gets the gun. And then they're all like, Oh, thank God. But then Richie like walks into Sam and stabs her with a knife and he's all like yeah it was me I know it sucks that it was me yeah. but it's me this is another moment where it, as I was watching I was like it just feels like comes out of it, it comes out of nowhere and yet it's not shocking like I, yeah. he just kind of walks up and just kind of okay stab <laughs> yeah. and then it's like oh hey I'm one of the killers I'm like okay um all right sure yeah it's whatever like, it's sort of yeah it's I, I do think the killer reveal is the least interesting part of the movie i think so too i mean like, it's eh. but uh yeah but they have reasons right they have yeah, they, they have, do have this whole reasons because um convoluted yeah. 
It's <laughs> but it putting it out. <laughs> basically Richie and Amber met on Reddit, I believe, and mm-hmm. um and it, they're very mad at the way the last stab movie turned out and they're super fans of the franchise. So they decided right. to reboot it in a more fan-friendly way with the original stars. Mm-hmm. And um because you can't have a bona fide Halloween without Jamie Lee, right? That's, as that's they what say. Amber says, yeah. That's what she says. That's what she says. And so they're trying to bring everybody back so that it's like a, so that it's like a worthy sequel. And mm-hmm. a- Amber goes and drags Gail into the kitchen with everyone else. And Richie tells Sam that she's not the lead of the movie. She's actually the killer because she's Billy Loomis's daughter who just finally snapped. It makes perfect sense. So they're going to frame right. her for all of the killings. And, and I guess the whole idea is that they'll eventually make a movie out of this and it'll put the franchise back in in where they want it to go. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I it's mean, this whole like entitled fandom thing and toxic like, fandom and blah, blah, blah. Not blah, the blah. worst plan. I mean... <laughs> Like, I mean, there have been some there have been some doozies in the past, so you know, yeah, it's it's, it's uh, it makes um, some sense at least. But <laughs> I get, I mean, it, it does sound like that that last dad movie was pretty bad. So yeah, I, I, I mean, I haven't but, seen uh, it. Maybe they have a point. I don't. Know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Although so, he does note at one point that you know that the uh, the franchise started going downhill around part five, which uh, well, uh, yeah. a little in joke there, yeah. And uh, Sid goes for a weapon and Amber has the nerve to stab her. I was like, how dare you, ma'am? Don't you do it. Stay away from my Sydney. And then Amber goes looking for Tara and Tara pops out and hits her a bunch with her crutch. And Sam fights with Richie and Gail and Sid smash Amber in the face with a hand sanitizer bottle and then like throw her on yeah, the feels, stove. Catching that feels her on like fire. a little COVID, yeah, COVID type thing with a hand sanitizer. Yeah, it and, was funny. Yeah, yeah, because they're talking about like oh, time to to pass the torch on and yeah. uh, like it's all yours, bitch. <laughs> Enjoy that torch and. Richie goes after Sam and they tumble down the stairs and Sam manages to get the knife because she sees her dad ag- again that's like, yeah, you can do it, girl. It's so weird. Mm-hmm. And and so she grabs the, the the knife and stabs him in the face and then straddles This is him like her best stabbing him like yeah, 3,000 Her best times. like acting moment in the movie is like oh, totally. <laughs> when she's just like going fucking crazy here. It uh, all builds. She's just not the, not the greatest actress for this part i would say we'll get to all all that yeah um yeah and then everyone's like yay it's over and they shoot richie a few times just to make sure he's dead but of course here comes amber all crispy coming at at them from the kitchen and then they shoot her too and (laughs) uh the ambulance comes and mindy's alive and chad's alive too surprisingly because chad was stabbed quite a lot it seemed i don't know how he survived but yeah, I don't know. Um, Hard to say, but not mad because he's kind of hot. And um, yep. and then Sam thanks G- Gail and Sid, and Gail's like, "I'm not gonna write a book about these people. They can die in anonymity. Anonymity. I can't speak. Anonymity. Anonymity. Whatever it is, Finding Nemo. The the anonymity. I don't know. Anonymity. Yeah, yeah. Vita Vita Vegemin. Vita Vita Vegemin. But she's going to write a book about Dewey, possibly, is what it sounds like. So maybe maybe that'll be out in part six. It's a good man who used to be a sheriff here. And Mm -hmm. they all get taken away as a news reporter is talking about what happened that night, just like the end of the first movie. 
And you go, yeah. ah, full circle. Yeah, and the, I think I think that reporter is the actress from the first movie. It does. At look, least she looks look like her. Yeah, it looks like her. The one who holds up the screen mask and yes. Um, but uh, hard to say. Let us know, folks. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I just. I that that was just what I noticed this 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 time watching. But yeah, yeah. We could just be pro- projecting. You know, yeah. who who knows? Yeah. yeah, what we yeah. wish had happened. Yeah. But yeah, all around, it's all right. It's not a bad sequel. I've got times right. I've seen worse. I it it's no. it didn't hit the way it hit last year. Rewatching it, it, yeah. it, it there's parts of it that feel a little bit stale. You know, it doesn't yeah. have as much of a rewatch quality as some of the others. But. No, it's pretty by the book. Like yeah. everything that you think will happen in this movie, pretty much happens. Yeah. Like we went in thinking that one of the three was going to get killed. That happened. Yes. Uh, we knew that they were going to be brought back and there was going to be this passing of a torch thing to a new generation, which even though it's meta, it still happens. Like, even though yeah. they're referencing that, it, it's still something that happens in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so it there's just not really a lot of surprises. And no. like we said, the scares are not particularly great. There's a couple moments that are pretty good. Yeah. Um, I think the, the old cast members feel... Hmm, not afterthoughts, but like I don't, they don't behave like fully fleshed characters to me. They're kind of just yeah. like they're not really given that's, a lot that, to do. They're not, and that that that's been a problem with like the Star Wars movies were the same ways when they brought, when they brought those back. It's like they brought back Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher, but like didn't give them hardly anything to do. Or yeah. when they did have some things to do, it was very like forced fan fictiony almost feeling like 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 gail's little bit of dialogue at the end of this movie where she's like well i'm gonna write a book about him and blah 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 blah, blah. i'm like I, I don't know like could i see her saying that yes but the way they say it it just seems very like i don't know i don't know stale i, I don't I, I don't know i don't know how to describe it but stale um, gail stale gail a little bit this is I, i'm hoping they give stale her gail. more <laughs> Yeah, hopefully they give her more to do in this next one. Um, I get the feeling in this yeah. one she's going to be more like her old her old self, maybe. Hopefully. I, I almost yeah. feel like Dewey's death isn't going to make her a better person. It's just going to make her more, like, ruthless. <laughs> like, I hope so. You know, that, that yeah, would be she, more fun. It is a little lacking in the, like, Kevin Williamson bitchery department. Like, there's nobody, like, slapping somebody at a press conference no. or, you know... But, and I think that's what's missing a little bit from this this script. It's um, it's uh, it's got some like decent little jokes here and there, and some you know in jokes, and has some stuff to say, which I appreciate. Um, but yeah, it doesn't have the like quite the the bitchy level that's uh, you know bubble butt Billy over here. You know the the, right. the lines like that that I think make the first movie so um, quotable and iconic in some way i know a lot of people were like oh i just want like a straight out horror movie like the first scream and i'm like have you watched the first scream like there's a lot of like like, humor in that movie and a lot of jokes and i feel like when you strip these movies of their humor it's just they're just basically by the numbers slashers that aren't really that interesting when you get down to it i think the humor is what made it stand out and the commentary which as you said there is still some of that i do like that at least it's, it's about the sort of requel phenomenon and they talk about the whole like a24 elevated horror stuff mm-hmm. where everything you know has to be a s- darker and, and and more profound and stuff yeah and so they ad- address that uh so at least i i was glad to see that they had something to talk about um yes because i wasn't really sure what they would be doing i had assumed it would be something about the elevated horror um 
but they don't really do a lot with elevated horror in this. They talk about it, but there's they're not really making fun of it necessarily. It doesn't really feel like true. I mean, maybe like the whole part with Sam being kind of like an unreliable narrator who has trauma. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, sort of. And a a little bit like we said with Dewey being sort of like Jamie Lee from Halloween 2018, which is. Is that an elevated horror movie? Not necessarily, but it's they influenced it by is. that. Like, yeah, I mean, they think it is. They treat it like it is. So, I mean, it's influenced by the like very serious, solemn. We can't have any humor in here, you know, yeah. that, that kind of vibe. Um, and everything has to be all the social commentary has to be right on the sleeve, like mm-hmm. right in your face, like it can't be subtle at all, and you know yeah. that type of thing. Um, but yeah, this this doesn't do a lot of commentary on that. Um, it does feel a little. Like the commentary is over the top of everything as opposed to being baked into the pie, as one mm-hmm. might say, as like Scream and Scream 2 feel right. like. But Yeah, I would um, agree with that. I, I think there is something missing from the dialogue and the characters especially. I find most of them kind of uninteresting, uh, except mm-hmm. for maybe Mindy. I think she's she's great. Um, I like Mindy. I think uh, Tara, if they give her a little more to do, would be great. Yeah. I'm hoping she's like the, the the star of the next one. Because, I'm hoping. Uh, yeah. This, yeah. Uh, I, well, I, I, Marissa. I don't know if it's the acting or the character itself. Melissa, That's Melissa. What, I I still can't figure out what it is or if it's a mix of both. Because I don't want to for for Melissa. The yeah. yeah. I I don't yeah. want to badmouth her. If it's the character, yeah. you know, because there's there's only so much one can do if the character is just not really there. It, but it seems like an interesting character on the surface. You know, there's this girl who's trying to run from her past. She has all these secrets. Um, mm-hmm. She used to be on like a, like a lot of drugs. So like she has this edge to her. So it's like she should be interesting. And for some reason, I'm just like, eh, right. I don't know why. And again the, the the newer star star wars movies do something similar with this too where they they introduce this new lead who is revealed to be the like, daughter or granddaughter of like the villain from the original movies so it's mm-hmm. like it maybe it's sort of commenting on that aspect as well maybe um but i think the the, the weird tightrope that like the original scream and scream 2 were able to walk is like even though they were commentary make, being commentary like they, they still felt like fully fledged characters who you yes. cared about and believed yeah. in, even though th- there was all this humor and all this meta wink, wink, nudge, nudge thing. Like you still cared about these characters. And I don't think this movie is completely successful in that regard. No, um, no, but it tries. I'm not, I'm not, yeah. I'm, not I'm saying it like, like you said, I've seen far worse Absolutely. sequels and maybe scream six will make me care about these people even more, you know, mm-hmm. but um We'll see. They they generally feel a little disposable though. And there's just right. you know, there's there's just something about it where I don't know. And it's I, I don't think it's the acting. I think that no. for the most part, you know, um, that most of the acting is pretty good. Um, but uh, there's a lot of potential for a growth. And uh, I think so too. And I'm I'm glad that they're going to give Sydney a break in this one. Actually, I think she deserves it. Yeah, I mean, the reasons aren't so great. I mean, it sucks yeah. that, like, they just weren't willing to pay Nev Campbell what she fucking deserved, but... Yeah, um, I mean, I, I've, I've heard from multiple sources, so I'm not sure what's true, but, like, some people are saying that, like, Kirby's part in this one was supposed to be for Sydney, but then some people have said mm. Kirby was always supposed to be a part of this one, so I don't mm. I don't know what to believe here. Um, right. But then I've also heard well, we didn't... people say that, like, yeah. she was just supposed to pop, pop up in, like, a like a quick little bit and she wanted you know a 
a lot for just that one bit and they were like well mm. you know is it really worth yeah. it for just that one little scene or something i don't know i really yeah. don't know yeah true true yeah i mean that, if they were going to bring her back i wouldn't mind if they just brought her back on, on a zoom call or something which yeah. you know i think that would have been an appropriate way because yeah she's she's just been through so fucking much at this no, point and let her rest. like gail i think you've said this like gail has more of a reason to want to get ven like revenge and stuff now because yeah. like it was her lover mm-hmm. and like you know it, it makes sense that she's she's being brought back into this yeah. um cause and it'll be interesting to see what they do with kirby they didn't we didn't mention this but they do on the computer screen at one yeah. point right it, it it says that like she survived um mm-hmm. which is interesting which i, did I guess not in that notice the first time i think you might i didn't either until somebody brought it up out. like on facebook or something i was yeah. like what really i, like, I didn't notice what that the hmm. hell that's so cool yeah i was too distracted by the like g- gold mask flamethrower yeah. <laughs> ghost face or whatever the fuck's going on here <laughs> Which you remember, like, all the trailers had that in it, and we were like, what the fuck? Like, like what's what? gonna happen? What <laughs> yeah. are they doing? I was like, please yeah. be a part of the Stab universe, please. Right. please. Like, like, what the hell is so going weird. on here? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, so that, um, that, that's It good. was weird, yeah. yeah. I, I, I really like when they explore the Stab sort of universe a bit, because it's just, it's so ridiculous. I do, too. It's so much and fun. I know, I know some people probably don't like it because it's so, like, goofy and stuff, yeah. but I just, yeah, it's just... It always makes it's so, me smile. <laughs> it's so fun. Yeah. I I really, really hope they're doing some kind of like stab musical in New York City. If yeah, not, it feels like such amazing. a like m- missed opportunity if they don't. You know, it's because well, I've seen um, some publicity materials where they mention a stab the musical. And I'm like, wait, what? Really? Is this like some yeah, sort there's of like the off Broadway parody that they're doing or something yeah <laughs> there's the the playbill that came out yeah. with like that looks like fan of the opera and it has the, yeah. the mask on it um it's like that's so cool it's hard with these franchises you know it's been, especially with something like this um where like the formula is basically staying the same every movie i mean yeah they they do edit some things here and there and blah blah blah, blah. and I, I will give scream credit that they do usually have characters that you care about more than some other franchises oh yeah um at least the main the main characters here but it's hard because like you know this the events that happen in scream 5 are not that dissimilar from the events that just happened in scream 4 like you know it's like we bring everybody back to woodsboro and -hmm. they they mentioned that like once i think at the beginning of the movie they're like oh well actually this happened this happened twice this happened you know in um 96 and also happened like a a decade ago and yet people are still here you know living their lives uh they're like oh it's only uh, twice you know it's right at least it's not like you know elm street or hadden haddenfield where it's like this happens every halloween oh my god you yeah. guys have got to move. every halloween in this in this fucking town you know it's uh, crazy that's that's a hard thing to deal with when when a franchise has been going on so long and they they i give them credit i mean they've never like done a full reboot which you know no, most franchises would have by this point um i think yeah, child's play is really the only one that's i mean child's play did do that half reboot but like yeah. it's stuff it kept going on tv so like i don't i don't count that it, so much yeah. but like yeah um so uh yeah it'll yeah i don't know it'll be interesting to see what uh continues to happen and uh i i'm, I'm interested to see if if people come back with the six in the title like if people are mm-hmm. just going to turn it off and be like well if that's scream six and i haven't seen part one through four or oh, or maybe yeah. they were like well i really liked the last one so i'm going to come back even though it is apparently scream vi slick six or whatever but you know <laughs> six. it's so confusing oh mm. uh. i don't get it it's a um it has given us plenty of fodder to talk about for the last year or two that we've done yes, the podcast. So that's so thankful and, for that again. In that way, I'm happy that it, it's back and flourishing. Yeah. And uh, um, long live Scream. 
Yes, long, long, you know, why not? You know, keep it, keep it going forever. I, I don't have a problem with that at this point. I mean, the the, the nice thing is like, if, if you don't like them, you just don't have to watch them or don't acknowledge them or just go watch like the first two over and over again or the first one over and over again, whatever you want to yeah. do. I mean, it's that, um, I think some people will say like the sequels hurt the uh, original, but if that's the case, then just ignore them. Basically, you know, go yeah. watch the ones you like if if that's what you want to do. I don't. Yeah, you could be like a um, uh, Richie and Amber here and just reboot whenever you want to. <laughs> yeah, be like only the first one existed, and that's it. Yeah, what did annoy me when this movie came out is there were people that took this toxic fandom stuff like. A little far because they were like, yeah. you're not allowed to say anything bad about this movie because in the movie, <laughs> they say that you're being toxic if you say bad things about any movie yeah. ever. And I'm like, calm down. I don't think that was the message. No, I think the message the was message. like, be cool, basically. Like, you know, yeah. just if, if you have a concern, whatever, you can voice that. But like, don't uh, claim that you have ownership over this franchise because yeah. like it's a shared thing. And at the end of the day, Hollywood is going to do whatever the fuck they want, you know, and it's it's, you know, can we we can voice our concerns and everything. But like. I don't know. It's uh yeah, I mean that's basically oh, yeah. the message of the entire franchise is like I know you want to be famous mm-hmm. but is it really worth it? Unless you're Debbie Salt, you know, and her her motivations are just good old fashioned wants. good old fashioned revenge, you know. Well, but, they're, uh, they're they're not as 90s as Mickey. They're not really. as 90s. Not as, as 90s. You know. <laughs> not as 90s as Richie over here who was like born in the 90s, yeah. <laughs> Fashion revenge i hope it's like shows up in six yeah yeah me too that would <laughs> in some capacity i know that her her coat is going to be in that museum that they yeah. have uh, there so we'll see i mean i just want a scene with yeah. like sam in the mirror and on one shoulder is billy on the other shoulder is debbie and they're just mm-hmm. like do it do it kill yeah. them all yeah <laughs> yeah why not why not I, I don't know who else they could really bring back at this point other than i know you know uh you know, I, I want to see Portia and Rebecca come back, but I don't think it's going to happen. But if it I does, I will. Yeah I, yeah, I might stand up in the theater and start clapping. Just, well, I but, mean, uh, and, and there, there, there was even a discussion with that. You know, that uh, I don't know, sequel, requel, reboot of I know what you did last summer, where they were like talking mm-hmm. to Sarah, Sarah Michelle Geller, and she's like, "I'd love to come back, but my character's dead. Like, I don't <laughs> totally get I, over I think it. I like, need to stay dead. Like, this isn't." So yeah, you have yeah. to be careful about that. I think most dead char- characters in franchises should should stay dead, unless it's like a flashback or s- something. You know, that's okay. But yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, I I don't. I mean, I don't. I guess they could bring back Patrick Dempsey. There's no. I mean, they they mentioned him, but I don't yeah. see any reason why he would just randomly come to New York City or wherever. Yeah, so, that would be weird. You know? uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, but, uh, he'd, he'd be home with Sydney, and you know, right? I, if right. if the next one does involve her more, then yeah, bring him in. Maybe uh, Sydney's dad will randomly show up again. Who knows? Yes, yes. Why not? Why not? He was always a calming <laughs> presence in these movies. He just seemed like a nice guy. I was like, oh, he was always away on business trips it. and stuff. Because I mean, that was the '90s. No, no, nobody <laughs> ever really. Their, their parents were always gone, and, it, and it's still the case. But you know. And they uh, just couldn't now it's call just we have electronic devices. To, well, I mean, they yeah. couldn't call someone on their mobile phone. No, of course not. The mobile is out of service. One back then. Nope, nope. <laughs> what are you doing with the cellular t- telephone, son? It's like, oh, oh, I forgot this was 1996. Yeah, that wasn't a big thing, right? I mean, I am still holding out for Jessica Jolie, the the twin sister of Jennifer Jolie, to show up, but uh, mm. we'll see. And 
Martha Meeks, we bring her back. Let's give her something to, to do. I suggest one of the kids dies in this one, which causes her to come back in for re revenge. Mm -hmm. There we go. Yeah, I'm into that. I'm into that. Give Brandy a role while we're at it. You know, why not? <laughs> Just have her play Carla and comment and say, "Whoops, wrong fran fran franchise." Wrong franchise. But while I'm here, let me throw myself <laughs> through a glass window or two and give myself one cut. <laughs> because. <laughs> Well, they weren't going to bring me back for I know we did last summer. So I'm just like, I'm here. You know, I'll just this, go this on is, the screen set. <laughs> no yeah. one will know the difference. You know, 90s horror. It's, you know, it's all the no, same. It's all one universe, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll do an urban legend or two. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Maybe Josh Hartnett will pop in and talk about some aliens over here. Who knows? Yeah. Elijah Wood with his camera and taking pictures Ooh, all the time. Yeah. That would be nice. After Megan, I just want everything to be like. Goofy as fuck. Like, I know. just just give me some more goofy, goofy fucking movies. That's, that's I have I a want. feeling that's that might be where it's going. I, I, I just I think so. I feel like the tide is turning, and it feels a mm -hmm. bit goofy. Did you grab an overlooked gem for today? Four flies on gray velvet, mm. and a good uh, some Argento up in here. Yes, this is a film that was considered lost for many years because it never got a U.S. home video release, at least not in a traditional form. You could get some bootlegs here and there from other mm. countries, you know. Sure. But as a respectable film, it never <laughs> got a good release. And I think there were some rights issues. But finally, um, Severin released a beautiful 4K release of this movie. And I watched it recently, and it's just a beautiful film. I think I like it more every time I see it. It is a film about a musician who is being sort of stalked and harassed by this guy. And he goes into this theater to confront him and he ends up accidentally stabbing him and killing him. And then he hears this click from the balcony and he sees this creepy person dressed as a doll taking pictures of him. And then they start blackmailing him with the pictures. And you're like, what is going on? And all these people keep dying and it's, you know, who could the killer be? And. It, it's it's a nice little mystery. I really enjoy it. Um, it's uh, in traditional Argento style. It's very colorful and very yeah. a little over the top at times, which I love. Um, yeah. But not not like a big gore fest. It's 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 more of a tra tra traditional whodunit. And mm -hmm. it's a, it's just a delightful time. I really enjoy it. But it's one of those movies where I never remember it after I watch it. <laughs> yeah, it's like I, I've, yeah. I've probably seen it three or four times now, and I can never remember the specifics of this movie. Eh, the plot usually isn't the driving factor of yeah usually, those those no. movies, uh, most of his movies, and the yeah. Jalo in general. But, it's more yeah. about the experience, you know, the mood and the yeah the yeah. vibe and uh, yeah. But yeah. I quite liked it, and it looks beautiful yeah. in four K. It's so gorgeous. Yeah, I'll have to pick up that four K. Beautiful. I love the 4Ks now. I am a convert. <laughs> you have converted to the to 4K. The church of 4K. <laughs> All hail 4K. <laughs> we are not worthy. Scream Factory. <laughs> I wonder if they're going to wait to release a Scream 3 one until the 25th anniversary like they did for the, the other ones. It seems um, to be what they're doing, right? Like, And yeah, also, yeah. they tend to re-release them in theater theaters too which is kind of cool so mm. I'm, I'm wondering if they'll release three too we'll see that's always been the kind of 
it still made a decent amount of money, so I, I could see them maybe doing it. It's always been a little bit of the, the black sheep, but uh, yeah. it, it, they might still do it. We'll see. Yeah, these franchises, uh, they never die. Uh, I think we're just kind of in that um, cycle of bringing them back every several years, and uh, that's fine. I mean, I do I do think Child's Play continues to do the most original things, where when it brings it back, it doesn't it even change its genre sometimes. Yeah. And, um, but uh, yeah, we'll see. I don't. I don't know what else we're gonna do this month, but we'll see. Um, you are working on a new film, right? I am. Yes, we start awesome. filming next Sunday. So awesome, uh, awesome, awesome. I'm terrified. But at some point, we will give our thoughts on the new Scream. We sure that's will. coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll uh, keep on kicking and uh, see what we get to. Um, we're gonna keep on, and keep on singing through the night. <laughs> Oh God, I love the Brady Bunch and the Brady Bunch movie. <laughs> I watch that movie like that at least twice a year. Oh, I love it. They should reboot that, but as like, um, like when they would do those like spinoff TV mo- yeah. movies, yeah. like the there Brady were like Brides 50 of those. and the Brady Christmas. I'd love to see them all get back together now and spoof yeah. those. That would be so much fun. I think so too. I mean, yeah, they, they did so. The original cast from the TV series came back so many times, did all these things, and mm-hmm. yet they've never brought back the the film cast. And yeah. um, that would be really, really interesting. Could we do the Brady Bunch Variety Hour? <laughs> oh God, yes, of course. That would be so much. Of fun. course, of course. I think everybody's still alive. I think so, from right? Yeah. The movies. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I don't know if they're still working, but maybe they would come back. I don't know. It couldn't hurt to ask. You know? I mean, they seem like they were having a great time. I would come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's uh, the memes are still everywhere. You know, yeah. sure, sure, Dan. Yeah. yeah okay, come Dan. On. It's a it 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 would be huge. Like at least do it for like Paramount Plus. You know. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to be theatrical. Just right. A double bill with the new election movie. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It, if elections go into Paramount Plus. Then this can too. Yeah. Anyway, okay. You can follow us. Facebook, Twitter, H O H H podcast. That's three H's in there. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, Homos on Haunted Hill, all one word. We're there. It's the best place to follow us, I would say. Uh, we are on Letterboxd. You can leave us a review on iTunes. Thank you to those who have. Please don't leave us really angry. <laughs> reviews about if, if we said we didn't like the screen movie as much as you you know yes don't be <laughs> check, a check your, check your toxic fandom yeah you know check yeah you know don't be don't be those those people but um yeah thank you to that to the folks who have left us reviews i appreciate it we appreciate it and uh like we said we'll be back sometime this month with some sort of episode i don't know what it's going to be but uh we'll figure it out and uh keep going from there if there are things you want us to cover in the future you know feel free to give us ideas i mean we we've done quite a bit but there's there's a lot we haven't really dug into so Mm -hmm. uh, we're open yes um open for business we are i guess that is a wrap yes and uh we hope everybody uh enjoy scream six don't spoil it for folks if you see it please don't don't be a butt don't spoil it don't do that Hopefully have a good time. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to go in with the attitude to just, 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 just hate on it. You know, I think some people do that and, uh, yes, they do. I don't, I don't find that particularly useful and uh, it's not constructive. No, not constructive. No. So I'm, I'm open for the most part. So, uh, me too. Yeah. Cool. 
All right, folks. Uh, we'll we'll uh, talk at you when we talk at you. Sure okay. will. Bye. Goodbye.